Hello, Screeders. Well, I never played Star Wars. I still haven't. But, even though that fruit died on the vine, we still got the vine. And maybe the vine will grow again next season. And then the fruit will be plentiful. I guess what I'm trying to say is that ideas... should never be for nothing. We can write them down. We can, you know, use Pinterest to gather inspiration photos. And then the thoughts or just the feelings even that we have don't ever need to be wasted. They can always just be sitting there in your next hex crawl or your next room when you didn't really prep everything out completely and someone says something and it keys that imagery for you, you can pull it out and bam, you already have a ready-made scenario. In fact, I have done this so many times that it's impossible for me to count them. A lot of times, as I've mentioned previously, all I'll finish up is a map and I'll have it all nice with dynamic lighting and and then I'll just kind of let it percolate and wait to see what happens. And I kind of have an idea of what's going on. Most of the time, I'm you're talking crypts and caves. And so, I mean, you're learned thinking as an experienced GM. You already have some ideas what would be in those areas. Now, it's not going to be as easy for a uh, burgeoning or blossoming new beginner GM, but... For the old hats, these are ideas that work. And I think even for the new people, it never hurts to have ideas and ways to keep them percolating around. I don't know. What I do know is today is Friday, May 15th. I am Jason Hobbs, and this is Random Screed. Mr. Hobbs, Roy here. When you do a podcast and immediately forget what you podcasted about, that's called Vancean Podcasting. If he is up or down, his podcast still comes round. Hobbs is in his van, don't turn off that sat nav man. Random screed, random screed, don't know what you get, but it's what you need. Hey Jason, it's Rich. Just wanted to weigh in on your uh, mortality or lethality of old school games question. Um, as one of the players who lost two characters in that uh, session that you played in, uh, I'd like to say that I don't think it matters as much as how much fun you're having. Now, if lethality in 5e were that high, it would be a nightmare because a character takes, you know, a half hour to make. I mean, a skilled skilled a uh, a veteran 5e player can whip one out really quick um, especially with um, uh, the added software that uh, people have now uh, there's an Android app that uh, makes it really easy and uh, D&D Beyond makes it pretty easy too but I'd have to say that um, it's it's what I remember it's what I reminisce about uh, playing old school even though I was like 10 or 12 and uh, I barely remember that time at all. It's uh, it's something that we expect from the genre and uh, it makes getting to high level all that more rewarding. Hey Jason, another Jason here. So lethality in games. I really think it depends on the game. 
And like delving deeper, I think zero hit points, you're done, is fine. I think it's totally appropriate. I think like in Dave Aldridge's Dark Sun game, zero hit points, you're done. I'm totally fine with that. I think it's totally appropriate. In some games, though, maybe it's not. Maybe some games, the you know, the LFG idea of, you know, you hit, you hit zero and maybe make a con save, and if you come back, then you have a, you know, some kind of physical scar, mental scar, or something like that. I think that can be totally appropriate. So it really depends on the game. I, I don't think it's a one-answer-fits-all. I, I, I don't think character death is a bad thing at all. But sometimes you may want to keep them around a little bit longer and have ways to give them scars and things like that. On the subject of character death, so I may have talked about this on my podcast, but generally, because I expect high lethality at the beginning, I let people roll up four different characters. One of them, they choose as their prime character, one as a henchman, and the other two as a couple of hirelings. Now... If they lose their prime character at any time during the game, then they take over as one of the other people in their party, the henchmen or one of the hirelings. And the whole while that the others are coming along, they're getting some experience points, not full. I think the henchman is usually getting 50% and the hirelings 25% when there's all four of them. So it allows them... You know, they die, they uh, may lose a level, but they don't lose everything, and they can kind of continue. That's the way I do it. All right, all right. So on lethality in the last episode, we heard from Roy of Chaosus Limb, Jason of Nerds RPG Variety Podcast, and Rich from the Cockatrice Nuggets. Thanks, guys, for calling in. I'm always um, humbled and super appreciative of any call-ins so i appreciate it thank you very much so on lethality to me it really comes down to expectation whatever the game you're playing whatever the system you're using whatever the genre you're in people have expectations and they may come from their previous uh, experience in gaming So with those expectations, people don't feel like uh, they should lose a character. And if they do, it feels like a failure on their part somehow. And I think this is where the combat is failure, combat is sport, combat is war. All those discussions come from this underlying feel or theme or expectation of what morality or (laughs) not morality. (laughs) That's something else entirely. Mortality in a game. So... It was even hard for me with the expectation that my characters would survive because I'm an old school grognard and I'm all about it with a believable experience and player skill. Uh, if not even system mastery, you know, a lot of player skill is going to convert to whatever system you're in. But uh, the thing to remember is. In a role-playing game, even character death can be fun. But if your expectation is is that your character is a big damn hero and the story is all about them, then you're going to feel differently. So if you want to have a better time playing old-school games with a high 
mortality or lethality rate, you got to realize that we don't know what the story is about yet. We don't know that Joe Schmo, your character, is the protagonist. This is not a book. This is a D&D fantasy adventure game. So, by, with that being said, experience, experience the deaths and accept them for what they are and learn from them as a player and understand that sometimes the role of the dice is a fickle, fickle mistress and there is nothing you can do about it. All you can do is make the best of it. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Mr. Hobbs, Roy here. When you do a podcast and immediately forget what you podcasted about, that's called Vancian Podcasting. All right. First of all, today I want to talk a little bit about me, which what a surprise. Um, I believe, and I've possibly figured this out before, I don't know, but um, I think I have come to understand that my own insecurities are a pretty large part of my flaws and the reasons that I've had the failures and just self-destructive mode and all the things that I do come from this underlying insecurity coupled with depression. And maybe they're the same thing. I don't know. Maybe one causes the other. Maybe they feed on each other. Maybe they're uh, downward spiral. Maybe Liren will call in and explain it to us. I don't know. All I can say is, is that it seems cyclic. It seems like I'll be in a good place and excited and have confidence about almost everything. And then suddenly things will start to chip away at the foundation of confidence. And eventually I'm in a place that's dark and it can almost be... It can happen really, really fast. And... (laughs) Driving. Anyway, like it can be like yesterday. This is one of the reasons that I don't own a gun. Because at... For no... For no really good reason, inexplicably... In a quarter mile, turn left onto the US-20 East ramp. I suddenly found myself in a very, very dark place. And I can see how it would be easy for someone in that same exact place to just make a decision uh, quickly and without thinking overly much about it. Turn left onto the US-20 East ramp. And from there, it's over. So that's that's pretty scary. I mean, you can even... Even someone like me who talks incessantly about... How Continue on US 20 East for two miles. How important it is to stay alive and that we have a job to do. It's not that hard to rationalize that I already did my job, but 
I think we have to fight through that and whatever it takes to make us not make a a life-ending decision I think is worth it so if that means not owning a gun or not carrying one with you all the time then don't do that if that means all you know having a mantra taped to your rearview mirror if you drive all the time then do that if it means having someone that you call whenever you feel that way then do that and trust me I would love to be the person that you call or text that will help you so anyway I guess knowing is uh, half the battle sometimes and the other half can be pretty damn hard but what I really wanted to say is stay alive even if it doesn't feel like you have a job to do even if you think you're doing it for the right reasons as we've heard on this show before those reasons aren't right they're flawed and they're jaded and they're often misguided even if you think it's a a sweet payoff for your loved ones the loss of you and even the money that they get still can't cover a lifetime of your wages right so even if that job even if the only job you have is to stay alive then you only had one job do it in half a mile turn right onto Gen- these are the days of high adventure all right it seems that i do these shows so sporadically anymore that i'm constantly updating y'all the screeters out there on what i'm doing gaming wise so i have uh I've taken on this idea that I want to run more low fantasy gaming one shots to try and get more people interested in them. And uh, I've been advertising to different discords. So the gaming and BS discord, maybe we got some screeders that are BSers out there. That'd be sweet. And uh, it sounds like we have a game coming up maybe at the very end of the month. Also, um, I was uh, asked on the low fantasy gaming discord if i would run a game for some of those guys and we have that coming up next thursday i believe the 21st so now i'm deciding what i want to do so if i really want to stream the games then they have to be something different if i was just going to run the games for people then they don't so one of the things i've been considering is using some of my own published modules, converting them into low fantasy gaming and running that. Because that would be cool and that would promote uh, doubly. So maybe that's an idea. The only thing is, is that Halfmen of Hirsute Hollow, which is currently written for Dungeon Crawl Classics, might be... It might be too light. And it's really, it's really objectively, I guess, made for that system because it directly follows the action after Sailors on a Starless Sea. So maybe that won't go, but there's no reason that the excavation of the Tomb of Lorna Nain, which was released, but the problem with that is, is it's almost too big for a con session. So. I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, The Weeping Man would make a good adventure. I could put uh, 
that'll be Ridge in a game and see what happens. And then by what does happen, I could finish writing that zine uh, four and five. I don't know. Anyhow, low fantasy gaming. Also, uh, (laughs) one of my patrons has been asking me, and a friend of mine, obviously, which, hey, you guys are all Hobbs and friends, right? I consider the patrons the friends, the truest of friends, right? They're huge supporters, and they support uh, in multiple ways. And one of these guys is, uh, he asked for a low fantasy gaming game last month, and this month he wants the next game to be Mothership. So I already have uh, Atoll Station pretty much done. There's some things I could tweak on it for sure, but and it fits within the relentless theme, so running that could also... Oh, I'm fucking almost driving 90 miles an hour here. Anyway, yeah. So that's what I've been thinking about, along with uh, my regular games, Lost in Agata. Um, and then I've been playing a lot of uh, second edition AD&D with Kevin Madison of Dungeon Musings. Uh, so two campaigns uh, simultaneously. The cr- Legacy of the Crystal Shard from the D&D Next and uh, Night Below, which I've heard a lot of people mention, but I don't know anything about. And I don't know how much we're playing is actually even in it. I think it's heavily inspired by Night Below, but it's obvious he's uh, def- definitely making it his own. So there you go. I don't have anything specific. I really wanted to talk about having one job and then maybe give you all an update on what I'm playing. I really noticed uh, the streaming numbers are down, but I think that has more to do with my lack of consistency uh, in running games and keeping on the schedule. And now I'm almost having more games on there that I play than what I GM. And so it might be interesting to see what people think about that. Are they enjoying seeing, you know, different GM styles, different systems, different games, seeing me play, seeing me run? What is it that draws people to any given channel? I don't know. If you know, give me a call. Otherwise, stay alive. You've all got a job to do, even if it's just the one job. TJ. It's a beautiful day in the gamer A beautiful day for my gamers Would you be one? Could you be one? It's out of that thunder but don't despair This colony's breeding great robbers Would you be one? Could you be one? If the native is immortality rate works for you For a few bucks a month you can sign up and have the hogs kill you so let's make the most of another someday Brew up some coffee and play it my way Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my gamers? Won't you be? Won't you please? Please won't you be my gamers? Mr. Hobbs, Roy here. When you do a podcast and immediately forget what you podcasted about, that's called Vancian Podcasting.